Hi there, it's producer Rob here. Now, maybe you're a new listener, maybe you've been listening for ages. Well, either way, if you're finding this podcast useful, then you might also like to subscribe to Which Money. You'll get our monthly magazine packed with tips on how to make the most of your cash, from growing your savings and investments to avoiding rip-offs and scams. You'll also be able to call our experts on the Which Money helpline as often as you like to get answers to your money queries. Just visit which.co.uk forward slash join money. That's which.co.uk forward slash join money and sign up today. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. Basically, the money-making hat dipped in popularity after the credit crunch when savings rates hit rock bottom. But now, with the top easy access rate paying over 4% and the top one-year fixed paying over 6%, it could be worthwhile once again. The rates are changing incredibly quickly. One day can be very different from the next. As we've been hearing on the podcast for a few weeks now, savings rates are soaring. And as high savings rates have returned, so too has an old hack called stoozing. Essentially, it allows you to make money off the back of an interest-free credit card and a high-interest savings account. This is one for our financially savvy listeners. And today, we'll be unpicking how to do it and what to look out for, as well as the best credit cards to use. And for this, I'm joined by podcast regular witch journalist Grace Witherden and our savings expert, Matthew Jenkin. Hello both. Hi Lucia. Hi. Well, shall we get straight into it? Grace, in a nutshell, how does stoozing work? So stoozing, if you've never heard of it, which I'm sure some people won't have, is the art of making money from a 0% purchase credit card. So that's a credit card which doesn't charge you interest on your spending as long as you're making the minimum repayments each month. And using this for all of your everyday spending and stashing the cash that you would have spent in a high interest savings account. So once you've loaded up your interest-free credit card, you leave it and obviously you continue to make the minimum monthly repayments. But meanwhile, the money you would have spent is in this savings account, either an easy access or a one-year fix. And then at the end of the period, you pay off this credit card and hopefully you'll have a nice bit of interest left over. Okay, I'm liking the sound of this so far, though of course we'll get into some words of warning as we go. And I should say, when we started planning for today's show, the word stoozing felt like a pretty new term for me. Um, It might have been buried somewhere deep at the back of my mind, but it has been around a long time, hasn't it? Though perhaps not in our consciousness in recent years. Yeah, so basically the money-making hat dipped in popularity after the credit crunch when savings rates hit rock bottom. But now, with the top easy access rate paying over 4% and the top one-year fixed paying over 6%, it could be worthwhile once again. Well, shall we go through some of the steps then, one by one, starting with finding a good interest-free credit card? Yeah, so this is obviously the most important step because you want the longest period possible paying no interest so you can really make the most of your savings. So we've had a look and currently the longest term on the market is 23 months interest free. And this is offered with free providers, including MBNA, NatWest and Barclaycard. And it's worth pointing out that all of those free cards are which best buys. 
Now, you'll have to continue making the minimum repayment each month or you'll lose this 0% interest rate. So you can set up a direct debit every month. And it's also worth pointing out that this is the longest term on the market. So only people with the best credit scores are going to be able to access this. So you might not get as long. But when you apply for the card, you'll be told how long you'll be given. Thanks, Grace. And as we go through the show today, you'll be hearing much more about our which Best Buy credit cards that have been handpicked by our analysts. So once you've got your card, then how do you turn your credit into money that can be put into a savings account? So once you've been accepted for the card and you've got it, you can begin spending. So the trick is to carry out all of your everyday spending that you might usually do in cash or in a debit card, put this on your credit card. So we're talking groceries, fuel and clothes. Obviously, continue to pay your rent and any bills out of your main account. We're just talking about everyday spending here. And keep an eye on your credit limit as you may be charged a fee if you go over this and everyone will be given different limits based on their credit scores. Okay, so it's all about turning your everyday spending into savings. And Matt, this is where you come in. Can you talk us through the next step around saving? Sure. So as you use your credit card to carry out everyday spending, deposit that money, the money that you would have otherwise spent from your current account, into a savings account, which pays interest. Ideally, you want an instant access or regular savings account. Both of those accounts allow you to deposit money each month. And that's as opposed to a fixed term savings account, which normally requires you to put in a lump sum and keep it there for quite a long time. And then you need to be able to withdraw the money with no penalties when it's time to pay off your credit card. Again, with a fixed term account, often there's like a two week cooling off period at the beginning, but after that it's locked away. And if you can access it at all, then there's usually quite a hefty penalty for doing so. Now, excluding accounts with limited withdrawals or other restrictions, the best instant access savings account on the market when we last checked on Wednesday paid 4.55% AER, and that's offered by DF Capital. However, it's worth noting that the rate is variable, so that means it can change over the year. The other thing to note on savings at the moment is that the rates are changing incredibly quickly. One day can be very different from the next. For example, today, after the inflation announcement, it's possible that they've changed again. Usually, At the moment, they are going up. However, I think don't wait to see how far it'll go up. Invest them now for the best return. Okay, so let's say I'm stoozing. So I'm doing all my spending on my credit card. I've put the money I would have spent into a savings account. What do I do now? Is it just a case of waiting? Yeah, basically. So obviously, we mentioned earlier, you need to keep making your minimum payment each month to keep your deal. And obviously, you need to note down when your interest-free period is going to end because you'll have to be ready to pay off that card when it's due to expire. But yeah, you basically should be left with some extra money, which you can keep as profit. Now, it's important to remember that you can't touch the money in your savings account for anything else because you'll earn less interest. And you might be in a situation there where you haven't got enough money to pay off your credit card debt. So as I said, good idea to keep these dates in a diary or set a notification so you don't get stung by high interest charges. Now, there is a bonus step for the most savviest of stoozers. And this involves shifting the balance of your interest-free credit card to a 0% balance transfer credit card when it expires. So basically, let's say, for example, I've had my spending on my 12-month interest-free card. As that's about to end, 
I shift that debt over to a 0% balance transfer credit card. And that will basically extend the period that I can keep that money in my savings. So obviously, this will involve applying for another credit card before your existing one ends. And you should ideally select a card with no balance transfer fees or low balance transfer fees, because most of these cards, they might charge you a small fee to move the money over. So some of our best buy 0% balance transfer credit cards include the NatWest balance transfer credit card, MasterCard, and the Barclay card Platinum 15-month no-fee balance transfer visa. So good indication there, that one's got no fee. But we also have a guide on the best cards on our website, which you can check and it will explain how the fees work and how long you get. So You still need to make the minimum repayment of the new card and you still need to diary when that 0% period ends because you'll still have to pay that off. All you're basically doing is extending the time that you can keep the money in your savings. Oh, I have to say, I do really love this one. It really is for the most financially savvy among us. And you've piqued my interest with this one personally. But as someone who already uses a reward credit card for my normal spending, which I pay off in full each month, could it be worth swapping? Well, that depends on the big question. How much can you actually make doing this? Is it worth all the effort? Matt, can you talk us through how much money you could actually make here? Yeah. So we've uh, done a bit of number crunching and worked out that if you were to spend £500 a month on a 12-month interest-free credit card and put away a similar amount each month in an instant access savings account, you could earn around £143 profit over a year. Now, bear with me because there's a lot of numbers coming up, a lot of figures, a lot of maths. So over 12 months, you would spend £6,000 on your credit card and you would need to repay around £376 in minimum repayments. So we've used a minimum repayment of 1% or £5, whichever is higher in our calculation. By regularly putting what you would normally spend in cash or on a debit card in the best instant access savings account, which as of yesterday, Wednesday, pays 4.55% AER, you'd earn around £143 in interest. Now, you might be able to earn even more if you have a longer 0% period or used a 0% balance transfer deal and deposited the lump sum you've built up over 12 months in a fixed rate bond. Now, Putting £6,130 into a one-year fixed rate bond paying the current top rate of 6.15% would give you an extra £377 by the end of the term. And that takes the total interest over two years to £520. So we're talking potentially hundreds here. And would you need to pay tax on these savings? Now, that's the thing, especially with rates so high at the moment. And depending on how much interest you earn on your savings, you may have to pay tax on it. So you've got basic rates and high rate income taxpayers. They can use their personal savings allowance. That means you can earn a certain amount before you pay tax. The allowances for this are as follows. So for this tax year, 2023 to 2024, basic rate taxpayers are allowed to uh, earn interest up to £1,000 tax-free. Higher rate taxpayers, £500. If you're an additional rate taxpayer, then there is no personal savings allowance, so you're taxed on the whole whack. This applies to all your savings. So if you want to give Stoozing a go, you'll have to take that into account. And another thing to take into account is, of course, 
our credit scores. So if you were to do this, it would impact your credit score as you're applying for a new card and then maybe even another to do the transfer bonus step. Grace, what would you like to add on that? Yeah. So because doozing involves utilising a large amount of your credit, this will impact something called your credit utilisation ratio. And this feeds into your score. So that is basically how much of your available credit you're actually using. So generally, if you're using more than 90% of your credit limit, this can impact your score. So according to credit reference agency Experian, a lower percentage will be seen positively by lenders and will increase your score as a result. So generally, you should try and keep credit utilisation below 30%, particularly if you're due to apply for a mortgage in the near future. And although credit card debt won't necessarily stop you from getting a mortgage, the amount of debt you have will certainly influence how much you can borrow. And you'll also be taking on a potentially large amount of debt for this stews. So don't attempt to take out multiple cards in quick succession as you could be turned down. So, you know, if you get rejected for the interest free card you want, don't then try and apply for another one straight away because that doesn't look good on your credit report. So what do we think then? You know, we've heard quite a lot about stewsing, the pros and cons. There's obviously a lot to consider. Would either of you do it? Yes, I definitely think this is a hack that's only suitable if you're debt free and you have a healthy credit history. So you can obviously access the longest 0% interest deals. But you also need to be really disciplined because you cannot spend more than you can afford on your credit card. You can't get into this mindset that like, oh, it's on a credit card. You know, I don't need to pay this back straight away because that can make people spend more than they would if it was coming out of their current account. So you definitely need to be disciplined and not actually dip into the savings that you've moved aside. So personally for me, like I don't have debt, but I do acknowledge that this is a lot of effort, this hack. I feel like I have been doing a mini stews recently because I had to have a car service and MOT and I actually had the money for this in my current account. But I decided to put it on my interest-free credit card because I knew then I could take, you know, a few hundred pounds. I could put that in my instant access savings. But for me, it's always about keeping that level of debt at a level that I'm comfortable with. And I know that I've got the money that if I wanted to turn around and pay it off straight away, I could. So I I feel like I've sort of done it for many things. Not that I'm going to benefit loads from the interest of like 200 pounds, but it's sort of, you know, I am sort of making decisions like that for sort of bigger things, but I'm not committing to the full stews. You're dipping your toes in the water, aren't you? Yeah. Matt, what about you? Quite similar reasons to uh, Grace. It's not really my cup of tea. I'm just not organised enough, to be fair. And uh, I feel like I'd rather just focus on earning interest in the in a savings account. Oh, that's interesting because I think I'm probably swaying a little bit more towards it than you both are. And to go back to my point earlier about already using a rewards credit card, You know, I have to say, this does seem like it could be more worthwhile. Grace, you were on the show talking about reward credit cards recently. Would you say stoozing beats the amounts you can earn there? Yeah, definitely with the numbers we've discussed earlier, say the example Matt used where he was putting £500 into their savings account every month, you can definitely earn more than the cashback. You know, for me, I do have a cashback credit card, but my rate is now 0.5% because obviously I really benefited from the early deal. You know, everyone knows the American Express, you get 5% for the first three months and then it really drops down. So I get such a minimal cashback now. I think last year, maybe I earned like £20, but it's using it in a different way, isn't it? Because I don't put everything on my cashback card and I 
I make sure I pay it in full every month. But obviously, if you're someone that really pits everything on it, I'm sure people are any better rate to cash back than I am. Food for thought, definitely. Well, thanks both. Well, now after a quick break, we'll be back with more pros and cons, as well as a few more of our Witch Best Buy credit cards. What is happening to supermarket prices? Do own label brands taste good? What's the best supermarket? What's the worst? How do I spend less on my weekly shop? Are there ways I can shop smarter? Should I just be growing my own veg? How do I even grow veg? <sighs> Wine to pair with spag ball? When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. Now, we've already mentioned a few of our best buy credit cards for 0% spending and balance transfers, but we should flag that our which best buy credit cards were actually launched just a few weeks ago. So they are brand spanking new. So to give you a bit more information about what makes one, here's our market analyst, Sam Wilson. We wanted the APR to be below the average. As the average continues to climb, we will continue to adjust our analysis to make sure that it's not out of date. We wanted to make sure that the service provided by the Best Buy cards was excellent. And to do that, we made sure that every single card must have a customer score of above 65%. This customer score is based on a survey that we run every single year where we ask consumers their experience with a range of different providers. We also applied a minimum product score of 67%, which was the average for all cards across the market. This is because the product score gives us a great idea of the overall, the fees associated with the different cards and make sure that if a card is excellent in one area, it doesn't have really high fees and actually mean that you are in detriment in a different area. Now, Grace, you helped Sam select our which Best Buy credit cards. Before we reveal a few more of them around travel credit cards, for any listeners who don't have one right now, what are the main pros and cons of using a credit card? Yeah, I definitely think there's quite a few pros. So the main reason people take out a credit card beyond buying stuff that they might not actually be able to have the money for straight away is for the added protection, which I know our regular listeners will be really familiar with. That is Section 75 of the Consumer Credit Act. And it basically means if you're looking to make a purchase of £100 or more, you get additional legally binding protection that debit cards do not. And that just means that the credit provider is equally liable as well as a retailer to sort of help you get back your money between £100 and £30,000. But there are some other good perks. I first got one because I was in a hotel and they needed a credit card for the room the friends I was with, none of us actually had a credit card. We're talking about a high-end hotel and they had to take the money from our bank account. And obviously everything was fine with the room. We didn't trash it. Uh, So we did get back the money in full, but obviously we had to wait for that period. Whereas when you have a credit card, a lot of hotels will keep the card and you don't really notice that they might have taken the money and put it back, but you don't notice this because you never have to, you know, by the time you get your next statement, it's already back. So it is quite easy things like that. And lastly, if you have a poor credit score, they can be helpful to help you build up your score because you're showing a lender that you can borrow and pay it back every month. And there are actually specific credit cards that can help you build up your score if you have a low credit score. But as we mentioned, there are cons as well. If you have a history of debt, it might be something you want to avoid, especially if in the past you've spent beyond your means. So 
some people are just more comfortable spending in their current account with the money they actually have. And that's completely fair enough. So I have two credit cards. I have a cash back one, which I do pay back in full every month to avoid the high interest charges and an interest free one, which I don't pay interest on my purchases, but I do make the minimum repayments every month. And I use this one for more longer, bigger purchases. And I'm well aware of when each one expires and what my limits are. But again, like I do cover this area, so I feel quite comfortable using them. And that's the crucial thing, though, isn't it? Making sure you're comfortable, you know what's what, and making sure you're paying it off each month. And with seizing, of course, there's an additional layer of having to be on the ball. So, you know, for me, paying off a credit card each month has been something I've been doing for years now, or to be honest, to build up Avios points, which I've been putting towards a few flights, as I've mentioned before on the show. You know, it's a bit of a pain having to pay it off, to be honest, but it's been good in that it makes me look through my statements each month. You know, I've definitely spotted subscriptions I should have cancelled that way. And I'm also a big fan of another credit card that I've used for spending abroad for a very long time now. I think you probably know the one, Grace. And this leads us nicely into some of the other which best buys just in time for summer holidays. Yeah. So as Sam mentioned, we've got lots of categories which you can look on, but one of our popular categories for credit cards is travel. And this is, you know, when you have credit cards which offer fee-free spending abroad, which I know we, we discussed a few weeks ago on the podcast, but we have two best buys for going on holiday and, and spending abroad. And this is the Halifax Clarity Credit Card MasterCard and the Barclay Card Rewards Visa. So both these cards have no foreign transaction or cash withdrawal fees, and they also both come with a below average APR at the moment for credit cards in this market. As I mentioned, if you're interested in looking which ones we recommend, we have a page on our website called Best Credit Card Deals for July, and we're looking at this page every month, updating it with the best deals. So yeah, if you're thinking about it or you want to know kind of what you want from a card, then take a look at the website. Thanks, Grace. Really, really worth taking a look at those online. And we'll get a link to all of our Best Buy credit cards, that guide that Grace just mentioned in today's show notes. A huge thank you to Grace, Matt and Sam for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money Podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch our new episodes as soon as they drop. For more money news and advice, find us on social media at witchmoney and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money Podcast was written and produced by me, Lucia Ariano and Grace Witherden and edited by Eric Breer with additional support from Matthew Jenkin. Hi there, Harry from Witch here. Our research has found that millions of families are skipping meals to survive the cost of living crisis. And our figures show that over 8 in 10 people in the UK are having to make adjustments to save money on food. With the price of essential products soaring, we believe that supermarkets have to step up to the plate to help us all. That's why we've launched the Affordable Food for All campaign, calling on the big supermarkets to take action and make a real difference to communities across the UK. If you agree and would like to join our campaign, then sign our petition at witch.co.uk slash affordable dash food and use the hashtag affordable food for all on social media. Thank you.